Hi guys, welcome to Book Crawl. All right, so we're going into part three, right? Um, so this is going to be really hard for me because I've personally on been on a hate campaign against Megan forever, for as long as I can remember. Um, but they're just like in different phases. So the first phase was, she's like a C-list actress, right? She's not even A-list. Um, but the fact that she was able to date Prince Harry, I didn't even know that connection was viable. So like if I had known that was possible, then I would have either like enrolled in acting school a lot earlier or just like shot my shot because apparently it's just like fair game for anybody. Like I mean, I, I think I'm like on the same level as an actress on a legit like TV show, but, but okay, Suits was also a super interesting show. Like it was really good for the first three to four seasons, but after that, like how many more times can you get sued? You know, like Harvey and that rat looking dude really carried the show on their backs. But okay, moving on. Okay, phase two of why I was on a smear campaign against Megan was when they did go public and they started making these appearances, she just looked so good in every photo that was taken. Like, I know candid photos, and those were not candid photos. She just looks so perfect, and I'm just not hating on her just because she is photogenic. Like, that's a gift and a curse. Like, that's a gift because, you know, good for you. You can be an actress. You can be an Instagram model or whatever. But then that's also a curse because when you date online and you look better in your photos, it's there's no way to go about, like, not being disappointed when you finally meet them in person. I know this girl back in high school, like she would she would exclusively have long distance relationships with all these guys that were in California. And we're like, how, like, why? Like, don't you miss them? Blah, blah, blah. But like, it's because she knew her angles and she knew she looked better on like cameras and like photos. She likes them like photos and like all of this. And you know, she, she knew what she had. So she was just kind of like working it. So good for her anyway um yeah so like these candid photos they're not just candid right she just looked so in love with harry every freaking photo and you know he's you know like every moment isn't that precious and delicate between a couple like you know he's probably saying something stupid like i'm so gassy from the pizza last night and she's like looking up at him batting her eyelids and acting like he just said something super romantic to her like and also, you know that photo where she's wearing the blue dress and it's raining, they're under the umbrella. She loves a good like umbrella photo op. Like she, this is, this is where she shines, right? She's looking deep into his eyes. Like, bitch, you're on five inch like heel stilettos and it's raining. Just look, look at where you're going. Like, I feel like her level of annoyance, it, it's pretty comparable to how... Everyone hated Anne Hathaway before everyone decided they liked Anne Hathaway. I mean, it only took her like 15 years. So like maybe, maybe there's like light at the end of the tunnel for her, for Meg, I mean. Um, and then phase three was when she and Harry did the Oprah interview. Like me and my friends had to jump through hoops to get that Paramount subscription for that interview. Like they don't make it easy to get, by the way. Like, do you want my money or not? But the interview was worth it though. Like she likened... <laughs> Oh my god she likens herself to little mermaid and how she had lost her voice and this was her getting her voice back 
Like, bitch, what the fuck? You can't make this shit up. Like, yes, we are all cringy millennials. We all love Disney shit, but like, do it in the privacy of your home, like behind closed doors, like the rest of us. Like, don't be shouting it at the top of your lungs um, during an interview with Oprah. It's embarrassing. Um, and then <laughs> phase four, I read. I read Revenge by Tom Bauer and I was so convinced by the end of it that she was just like, no, not even the end of it, like by page 20. Yeah, I was I was pretty convinced that she was this like evil narcissistic manipulator, uh, like a desperate social climber and that Harry was um, being forced to stay in the relationship like against his will. Um, so yeah, I was like pretty embarrassed when I read through the part three of this book um, just to read how in love harry is with her he's like so obsessed like he like to the point that he includes a lot of stupid embarrassing details that he shouldn't have that we're like okay we we get it like you're in love like calm the fuck down um so all this to say yeah i i've eaten my words like megan isn't this like manipulative siren that i've been making her out to be not that anyone's been like really listening they're just like entertaining me i'm pretty sure at this point but yeah like her only sins are the fact that she's corny and fucking annoying which are valid sins by the way but it doesn't necessarily warrant the amount of hate that she's gotten like i gossiped about her to my friends like She's a friend that we know, but I never wrote her letters and sent it to her house telling her that, like, I'm going to kill her, which she has gotten, by the way, like, totally scary. Like, she's gotten text messages from, like, unknown numbers with her home address in it um, saying that they're going to put a bullet in her head. And then this is numerous times. Like, when I get when I get a spam bot on WhatsApp, like, that texts me, hey, like, once a month like it fucking ruins my entire day i'm just so annoyed but see a scary text like that with personal info with threats yeah like it's scary um but yeah she she's annoying but you don't you don't kill people for being annoying like can you imagine though like if you did oh my god the world would be yeah no but like that's that's not nice and also, I know I've been bitching about this ghostwriter the entire time, but he's really trying me for part three of this book. Like, he almost wants to know what bullshit he, he can get away with because, all right, but I can't get into it right now because then I won't be able to stop, blah, blah, But, okay, so going into part three, this is like Megan Harry's beginning, right? So they he sees her on a friend's Instagram, and it's one of those, like, Snapchat filter ones. And I'm thinking, mm, he must be one of, like, five guys who those filters worked on because like all the guys that I know thought they were the most annoying things in the world um and for the date for the first date he was like hey so because I'm a prince and people know me right um like do you want to come over to my place Mm. is Harry a fuckboy that lives in Murray Hill like what the fuck so obviously she's like no so they meet at Soho House in London and Apparently, they had so much to talk about um, and so much in common that he's like, where has she been all my life? (laughs) Harry, oh my god. I can't tell if, like, this is Harry just being stupid or if the ghostwriter is, like, really trying me. Um, And at the end of the second date, they establish the relationship. Like, that's fast. And... They're like, how do we do this? Because she lives in Canada and he lives in London. And she's like, we have to see each other every two weeks. 
and he's willing to do everything to make this work. He wants to see it through. But because of, he's a prince, apparently there's a lot involved for him to go to different countries, which I don't think is true. Because um, he easily came to Vegas and like did that little like strip thing. But, you know, besides the point. But they, they like eventually decide that the most efficient way for them to see each other every two weeks is for her to fly to London every two weeks um the one with the real job like I know like I know he's like a pilot or whatever oh I wonder how that panned out by the way um but you know his royal duties he goes to places and waves and gets photos taken right but you know she's like willing to do this because she's super into him too like yeah and you know she's really into him because she sees a beanbag at his place and stays. Like, she doesn't leave him. Like, she doesn't leave him as soon as she sees that thing. Like, she stays, like, that night. Um, I know he's a prince, but there's no dick that good. Like, if a man has a beanbag at his place, I am just praying that he has a child roaming around somewhere because that is really the only acceptable reason. And then I'm going to be like, oh, thank goodness. Throw your child and that beanbag away. Um, so their relationship blossoms and they, they're like so in love. They do all these like silly things that couples do when they're in love that like don't really make sense to a lot of people. Like they have so much fun grocery shopping. They're giggling over like the dumbest things. Like when you're in it, it's so fun. Like nowhere, yeah, nowhere else you'd rather be. Everything is hilarious. But when you're the outsider looking in, it's like really annoying because they're like holding up the line. They don't have the self-awareness, like move it on along and you're just like you're inconveniencing everyone just go home like just go home right now um so harry's like so in love right he's glowing radiating and will is like who is this girl and when harry tells him that it's rachel from suits will's knee-jerk reaction is fuck off because apparently he and kate are like huge fans of the show which is really weird because there's so much good tv but that's the show they watch. And also, like, you guys in London, you guys have Love Island. I feel like they, they're, they like, shading on Love Island this entire book, but, like, in a very um, subtle way. Like, Harry didn't know who Caroline Flack was when he met her. Fucking rude. And Will says he's a fan of Suits when you guys have got Love Island. I don't know. You guys just disappoint me over and over again. You guys need to get it together. And then the Daily or like the Sun, I forget which, um, they photoshopped a sex scene from Suits, which I didn't even know Suits had a sex scene. Maybe I need to go back and like watch the seasons I didn't watch. Um, And they photoshopped that scene to make it look like it was on a porn website, like fogged up, but very creative, very, very creative props. And the ghostwriter, he's like acting up again. He, you know, he like really loves to make us uncomfortable. Like Harry allegedly says, Meg had so much to do with porn as much as my grandmother had to do with porn. Just say like she didn't do porn. Like no one's going to doubt you. You didn't have to bring your grandmother into this. Um, and then he writes about the first time Meg met Charles and Camilla. And Harry told her to wear her hair down um, and to wear light makeup because that's how Charles <laughs> likes his hair and makeup on women. Like, I know he meant it well, but if 
I got told that, um, I would genuinely be confused. Like, am I trying to fuck your dad? Is this something that we talked about, but I don't remember? It's cute when guys decide what they like in women. Um, but those like little opinions that nobody cares about, if it's not your hair and your makeup, like I don't care if you want to do clown ass makeup or if you want to do light makeup all natural, like that's, that's your problem. But like, don't tell me how to do it. Um, yeah, it like probably shouldn't be shared unless it's explicitly asked for, which she could have asked, you know, she's like head over heels for him too. So who knows? Like maybe she like welcomed it with like wide open arms, but Harry and Meg, they, they get into their first fight. Not because of that. I mean, like I, I definitely would have, but this was, this was actually over something really small. He doesn't even say what it was about, but it escalated and he talks to her like in a really mean way. And she's like, whoa, buddy, like you've got issues on issues. Like you need to go to therapy. And he's like, what? Not all men talk to women like this. Like, and he said he tried going to a therapist once, but it didn't work out. But I'm, mm, I'm reading that in the translation that I'm like taking from my side is he found a random therapist once and talked to her probably once. He, he expected his life to change at the end of the hour. And when it didn't, he probably decided that this doesn't work and he probably didn't go back after that. But yeah, he starts going to therapy for Megan, which I kind of love that for him. Um, he's ostensibly there for his rage, right? But there's so much that spills out that he goes over his time by like an hour, hour and a half. Um, that for sure is some prince privilege. Like I love my therapist, but it does not matter if I'm like sobbing my eyes out and like, and have, and like questioning my entire world. She's just like, mm, yeah, you got to wrap it up because I got to go. But yeah, that's some prince privilege. And then Okay, small detail. He at the end of the session, he asks if he can hug her, which uh, weird. I mean, like even as like an American, uh, not really, um, where we hug everyone. I I don't know if I would ask my therapist for a hug. Like there, they have to be this like kind of there. There's an anonymity, anonymi, anonymity, an, an, mm. yeah. There's something about them that just kind of keeps them at like a very neutral place that makes it easy for you to open up you know the second that they get personal I feel like that's all right I'm mm, come back come back okay so Meg is scheduled to go to India and Harry gives her like one advice probably unsolicited again Oh my god, I'm like really not liking Harry here. Oh, like why is he like this? Um, but he tells her to not take a picture in front of the Taj Mahal because Princess Diana took a picture there and it became iconic. Um, and when Meg heard this, she was like so baffled. She was like, oh my gosh, like what Taj Mahal picture? And I understand her whole shtick is not knowing anything about the royal family. Um, and... Yeah, I'm not on the schmear campaign anymore against her, but I still think this is bullshit. Like, not pretending to not know about the Taj Mahal picture is, like, so uncultured at this point. Like, Meg, go read a fucking book about his family. Like, just anything, you know? Like, do you love him? Do you care? Like, you're there 
regardless of a beanbag being there but like you you don't have any curiosity about his fucking family like just open any book i promise you that's like me going to paris and asking like what is that like triangle building like come on it, it's ridiculous but also side note um <laughs> Because I saw an Instagram thing about this the other day. Uh, the, the annoying thing about like... One of the annoying things about like the Harry and Meghan documentary was like she kept calling him H the whole time. Like it's a really weird nickname. And I know like couples they want to have like a specific name they only call each other. But like it's the harshest sounding letter in the alphabet. Like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. Like, don't worry, we're not going to think you're just friends if you just call him by his regular name, I promise. Like, don't worry, we, we know you guys are sleeping together. Um, and he doesn't mention that in the book at all. He says that he calls her Meg. He says, like, he called her M, like, a handful of times. But he mostly refers to her as Meg. So this whole thing of, like, the first initials, it needs to stop. I don't know where it started. I think it really started with Gossip Girl, but it needs to die there, okay? Like, Gossip Girl got discontinued, so this initial bullshit also needs to die, okay? I didn't, I don't know where that rage came from. Maybe I'll talk to my therapist about it next week. All right, back to our, our boy H, right? So in one therapy session, um, he talks about this essayist that compares the royal family to pandas. And um, yeah, it's like so mean, right? But uh, the essayist says like, they're expensive to maintain, but we're fascinated with them. They're like so interesting to watch. And like, they're just like nice to kind of observe. And I know he was like, I know why he brought it up and what it meant. He kind of felt like, yeah, it's probably like not a good feeling. But when I was reading that, um, the only thing that I was thinking about was like a bunch of pandas wearing crowns and tiaras prancing around in dresses and try to tell me that's not the cutest thing ever. <laughs> Especially like the baby ones that just kind of like roll around and fall everywhere. They're just like made of mush. It's just, oh my God, like how are they so freaking cute? Yeah. So, okay, this is the part where the ghostwriter is like, like really pisses me off, right? Like, he tells on himself that he's a man that like doesn't fact check anything. Um, so during labor, someone gave Meg a hand mirror so she can watch the birth of her own baby. Um, yeah, when the mom is in so much pain giving birth, I feel like the last thing they would do is like give her something for her to hold something in her hand like she's in so much pain I feel like the stories that I've heard when she's like gra even grabbing like her husband's hand like he's like my hand is breaking like you don't tell her what to do like she tells you what to do you know like they can barely zip up their own pants and you're telling her that she's holding a hand mirror to watch her baby be born like I'm imagining what angle is she folding herself for the mirror to be near her vagina like I feel like that's something that a pregnant woman one cannot do and two will not do like she doesn't give you know and Harry said that through this small hand mirror that she's apparently holding near her vagina now allegedly 
I'm envisioning her with like a five foot long arm that's just like wrapped around her big belly. But um, he said that he saw the baby cr- crowning and was tangled. But like tangled in w- what? The umbilical cord? Like that's so dangerous. And he didn't tell her. He just told her to put... Uh, he didn't... He He said, quote, my love, just push harder. My love. In the labor room. Like I really don't believe that he said that to her, but okay like and like just push harder i why do why do women want their husbands in these rooms with them like you you know when you're about to do something and someone tells you to do it and just because they told you to do it like you no longer want to do it like i feel like my baby's head would almost be dangling out but i'd just be laying down just chilling because a man told me to push like just don't tell me don't tell me what to do just just push harder if it was just that easy like why don't you do it you know okay so in this super dangerous situation where the baby is tangled he says my love just push harder like hearing something that annoying would make me push the baby back in because i refuse to have a baby with someone that fucking cheesy all right i have to i really have to move on from this but he says he didn't tell meg that the baby was tangled because he didn't want her to be worried like um, is that true like the person that probably loves a baby the most out of everyone in the room and you didn't tell her like can someone fact check this because i'm not going to but that definitely sounds wrong but yeah she she listens to him she pushes a bit harder and yeah archie pops out so a month or two after archie's born they're hanging out with elton john and his husband and Harry says that every time Elton and his husband just stares at Archie that they're thinking in their minds like how much he looks like Princess Diana. No, Harry, (laughs) at two months old, your baby doesn't even look like a baby yet. Like, who are you joking? Don't insult your beautiful mother like that. He's, he's just like off his rocker. Like, a baby doesn't look like a baby until like um like a, a year in. They're just so fresh out of the factory. Like, don't even try. But yeah, apparently after that, like, what was, like, what's been reported in, like, the newspapers about their exits, they're pretty accurate. He was like, um, to his family, fuck you guys, you don't protect me, I don't want to have history repeat itself. If I had a dollar for every time he said that, I would be a millionaire. He fucking loves that line. Won't have history repeat itself. They're just like, "Mm, suck it up. He's like, I'm gonna go. And they're, like, dismissive. They either think he's, like, bluffing or they don't care. And Tyler Perry's like, hey, come stay at my place. Because um, my mom liked Princess Diana when she visited Harlem. Which, I didn't know Tyler Perry was from New York. Like, he has a very California vibe to him. Mm, When I say California vibe, I just mean because he's in the TV industry. Yeah. And they go, and at Tyler Perry's house, they find a statue of Diana, like, the god of war. Um, And they're like, oh my god, it's a sign. Um, (laughs) Harry said that he got, like, goosebumps. Okay, no offense, but, like, Diana is, like, a really common name. And Tyler apparently didn't even know that the statue was there. (laughs) But yeah, more of, like, the little fights between um, Harry and the family. Little, um, they ice him out. They, then, like, they don't and they reach out they fight they ice him out and like at this point the queen probably doesn't even know what the full scope is like she's like 
almost deaf at this point and her private secretary seems to be controlling the whole thing like they control like all the information she gets all the information that um is shared with her so like the back and forth it just like kind of blurs together and finally like they have their um second their daughter and it ends with him promising her to never let her feel like she's the spare which like technically she's not because your first isn't even the heir to anything but yeah i now i get like what he's trying to do so yeah so lovely story but the book easily could have been like a third of what it was it was just so long like it really didn't need to be that long um you know who else has a book that was like almost the same size like obama and obama i feel like he he's done like a little bit more so yeah it's just there was a lot of details that didn't need to be in there um a lot of details that like we didn't ask for and some that like i almost forgot like i forgot like almost immediately after i read it like there was this old guy that um that harry lived under at one point and he would park in the parking space that princess diana parked in and he like resented him for it for like a really long time like why was that in there harry you're taking up space in my brain like it's just like very precious real estate and you're wasting this shit oh look at me i still remember this okay but for not like um yeah there's got to be like a point of differentiation between what a memoir is and like what a diary is right like i feel like there really wasn't any the go like the ghostwriter he was tired like towards the end of the book he was just straight up yoloing it i mean fine i knew it was a tabloid masquerading as a book when i first started it but to have three parts made up of like tiny baby chapters like i guess it makes it faster to read because can you imagine like a 20 page chapter of this kind of nonsense like oh fucking but yeah overall rating six out of ten if we're doing it by like the five star rating system i guess that's like a three out of five but yeah i feel like the cover page could have been something other than a super close-up of his face i know if i know it's his life but i had to take the cover off when i was bringing the book around with me because it was just such an aggressive cover um yeah i'm so glad to be done with the book i think reading it for as long as it was and talking about it on the podcast like it really did help me get out of my system um i don't think i'll be talking about it with my friends and i don't think i'll be talking about anything about the royals for a really long time i think unless something juicy does happen then yeah i mean sorry i I just can't help it but yeah my friends are probably gonna be very grateful for it I don't know what book I'm going to read next. I might just do like a review of a book I already read. Or would that be just cheating? Ooh, I would love to do one on Pachinko. Ugh, but I don't have the emotional bandwidth for that. Um, Or maybe The Sympathizer. But he loves like war and sex too much. I guess it's like too late for this to be like PG rated. But... Yeah, I'll I'll have some more I'll have a think on it. Um and I guess you guys will just find out. When I say you guys, I mean like the four people that listen to this. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye.